0: This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support.
1: Hi, this is Chef Art Smith right here from homecoming and with the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Okay, all you runners out there. I used to be a runner. Ran two marathons and a bunch of what do you call them? Half marathons Half marathons 5K, whatever. 10K. Keep running, keep eating. Thank you.
0: Welcome to the Run Eat Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back-of-the-packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 139 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm your host, Amy.
1: And I am your friendly neighborhood co-host, Dana.
0: Yeah, I see what you did. See what I did there? yeah he's already starting to preview the content for episode 139.
1: I'm super excited about this one. you are yeah um, I'm a as our listeners know of course we are huge Marvel fans. Yes if
0: there's anybody out there that's brand new and listening to the show for the first time, welcome and we're Marvel fans
1: and Star Wars fans and, and Star, Star Trek, Trek fans. fans. So, yeah, we have most of the geekery covered. I even have the Doctor Who fandom covered. That one that that's a that's a rabbit hole I haven't taken you down yet. Not really. No. It's probably coming though. I'm sure. I mean, the good news is we only have about 40 years of content to go through. I
0: don't think that I can do all that.
1: We have Netflix. We can totally do
0: it. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
1: Welcome, everybody.
0: Challenge accepted. Yeah, really. Um, (laughs) We're happy that you're here to break down this week's episode with us.
1: Yeah, we have um, a really fun episode today. This is us continuing on the Metal Chasers Assemble virtual series. And as we alluded, or I alluded, this (laughs) week's theme is, of course, Spider-Man.
0: Yes, and I'm so thankful to Metal Chasers and all of the virtual race websites and organizations that have kept us running in 2020.
1: I got to tell you, I think that it really has made a difference in keeping me motivated Mm. to have that external extrinsic motivator we talk about. I know some people are iffy on on virtuals, yeah. you know, and I just say, look, you know, whatever works for you, if it's if it's a. You know, a distance goal, a time goal. If it's earning a medal and you're like, I'm not going to wear it until I earn it or I'm not going to display it until I earn it. Right. Then, hey, you know, that works for you. Do it.
0: I just, I like that we have a little extra pop of motivation. And we, I mean, we love running. We love run, walk, running. And it's, it's just another way for us to support charitable and community organizations and to help us stay motivated in our training when times get tough.
1: And I think that's a huge part of it too, is being able to be part of, you know, the metal chasers community for instance, you know, and, and be able to jump on that bandwagon Mm -hmm. and help support the charities that these races are supporting. I think that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And if we're talking about why we're excited Let me just say that the food and beverage this week, I mean, we need to have a different kind of bell for how (laughs) excited I
1: am about that. That, That'd be more like a triangle, like the dinner bell. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but it's not like a country western theme this week.
1: No. No. Uh, Although I think it's a surprising, it's a surprising place. We Mm -hmm. have, we're returning to a place that we have covered Mm -hmm. back Way back in the day, when <laughs> we were a video podcast <laughs> exclusively,
0: no, well, 2019, way
1: back then, right?
0: I mean, we we're, we weren't exclusively one. I think, uh, I, I think we were in the midst transitioning at this point, and we wanted to show off the food that this place had. So generously set up for us and taken time to just describe and taste with us. We were so lucky to sit down with Mike Crave from Splitsville.
1: Yeah. We are going to talk to you guys today about some amazing sushi items. Mm -hmm. The best sushi you're ever going to get at a bowling alley. Splitsville in Orlando at... Disney Springs.
0: Yes. And I just, oh, it's so good. And I think that that is part of the reason why we have revisited it after the reopening.
1: Yeah. They were, like many restaurants here in Florida during the pandemic, really in a tough spot. And I know that they laid off a lot of their staff and shut down uh, for a while. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're back and mm-hmm. they are coming back as people are beginning to get out and mm-hmm.
0: more and more we see more and more every every day and especially i think uh, at this time november it would have been wine and dine this past weekend it would have been wine and dine half marathon weekend would have been a huge one with the tribute to the villain's theme and and that
1: Oh, can you imagine what, what that weekend Hurts. would have been like with the villains-themed race and yeah. everybody there? I mean, the, this would have been the restaurant equivalent of Black Friday. Oh, I think so. You know, and it's a shame, and and we understand, and we're we're not you know mad or upset or anything that that Disney no. did what they had to do as far You've as changing, but this year it just would have been nice for the restaurants to be able to get that. That infusion of cash. You we know.
0: we envisioned a very different weekend for your birthday weekend and we for the wine and dine half marathon weekend. We envisioned a run, eat, drink podcast meetup. Yeah, and fun and a celebration of your birthday. Happy birthday, by the way. Oh, thank you. So, Thanks. but in lieu of that. We have been able to return to one of our favorite spots in Disney Springs and not only experience food, but we are gonna talk to you about their strong, strong cocktail game.
1: Their game is strong.
0: Mm. But mm.
1: their cocktails are also strong.
0: Uh that's what I mean. Yeah, well, do but you, you could do, you could
1: read that either way. Okay. And it works. Oh. Because we're going to talk about a couple of cocktails. So
0: I didn't put the right emphasis on the right syllable. That's <laughs> what you're saying.
1: Or you did, and it works either way. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, it, this is just one of those places. I'm so glad that we're revisiting it because I'm trying to remember, like when we had them on, it was was it Quick Bites that we were doing? We did a whole bunch of video Quick yeah, Bites. Yeah, video yes. Quick Bites. But I don't remember if we did an episode proper for them and i'm glad that we are revisiting them again like i said because of the timing of of the pandemic and all of that i'm just really glad to be going back and i just think this is a neat place and we're going to talk a little bit about the location as well we did
0: a whole host of quick bites because you know you while you were talking i was pulling up the runeatdrink.net archive
1: and the archive is quite searchable and, I love um, it. and pulls up and we haven't taken any of our old episodes even our old video stuff down that's for everybody
0: yeah so you can get in there on the shows page and there's a search at the bottom mm-hmm. you can type in sushi you could if you were looking for that you could type in a certain city you could type in i just typed in splitsville yeah just now and we did do an episode proper we did yeah, we did an episode proper, but we also did several video quick bites to just get that amazing looking food from their menu because they were so generous with their time and with the wide variety on their menu that they let us partake well, in just, and try. Yeah,
1: I just wasn't I wasn't sure if we did it as an episode proper or just the quick bites, but either way, yeah, um, this is going back over a year, so. We're just really glad that they're back we're glad that uh, you know they're starting to get they've got the full menu going they're you're not getting a scaled down experience at all when you go there and we've got some great stuff to tell you about today so Mm. what do you think Mm. should we get started
0: Mm. oh sorry (laughs) i was distracted by the pictures (laughs) sorry i'm on now yeah i'm ready let's go let's talk about our amazing run
1: yeah, and this run is, like I said, it's this it's the um friendly neighborhood run. This is their Spider-Man themed 5K from Metal Chasers.
0: Indeed.
1: And I am very excited about this one because you you may not know this, but I'm a Are huge- Are you talking to me? Well, you, everybody. Okay. Um, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. Um He's one of my favorites in the Marvel universe, not just the cinematic universe, but also comic books. This is one of the comic books that I became a fan of very early on as a kid. And in fact, if you ever watch any of our Facebook or Instagram lives from the big red couch at the Run, Eat, Drink podcast towers where we broadcast from, it back in the background. The ground, towers? The towers. The towers? The towers. Okay. Um, you back in the background, over usually over Amy's shoulder, you'll see a series of comic books that are yeah. mounted on the wall. Those are almost exclusively first editions, except for one uh, particular cover that I really like that's a Ghost Rider. Oh. But right in the, in the middle of that is Web of Spider-Man number one. And that was a huge piece for me as a kid when I was building my comic book collection.
0: I just love you. (laughs) I just love you. She's like
1: the geekiness coming off of you right now. No,
0: I learn something new about you every time we record a show.
1: Yeah. So, Web of Spider-Man, number one, that is the uh, issue that talks about his black costume, which will tie in to the metal that we're going to talk about in a second, but... I want to talk a little bit about the charity that this race benefits.
0: We've talked about them in the past. We've talked about this this organization, I should say, in the past. It's the Pinky Swear Foundation. I think they have a really great connection with Metal Chasers. They
1: do, and I'm so thankful to see Metal Chasers devoting another race to this organization.
0: Yeah, and in looking at PinkySwear.org, seeing their mission helping kids with cancer and their families with financial and emotional support. And their vision is to say yes to every family with a child battling cancer.
1: And, you know, when you're thinking about, you know, you have the, of course, the physical toll that cancer treatment takes. You also have the emotional toll as well as the financial burden of transportation, housing, especially not everybody lives within driving distance to where they may be getting treatment. So you have all these other ancillary costs that often aren't covered by insurance and organizations like this that are willing to help out and do what they can to assist families so that family members can be there while kids are going through treatment. Yeah. I think it's just phenomenal.
0: It is a challenge when you think about dealing with all of that and that is your child.
1: Oh, I can't even imagine.
0: And... The emotion tied to all of that, plus all of your daily life responsibilities. Exactly. So I think that it's a great thing, the m- the mission and the vision that they have and, and the way that they support these kids and their family.
1: 100%. Yeah. So it's awesome that Metal Chasers is benefiting them.
0: Yeah, there are a couple of different races in this particular series that are connected to Pinky Swear Foundation.
1: And if you want to learn more about Pinky Swear Foundation, we are going to have a link yep. to their website in the show notes. Absolutely. Check them out. Yep. But let's talk about the actual uh, run itself. She rang the bell.
0: I rang it before we talked about the weather. Yes. You know, but it is still hot here in Florida.
1: Still in the 80s
0: still in the 80s every once in a while Florida plays with participating in fall
1: yep for like a day
0: for like a day maybe two if you're lucky so yeah it was a, a warm one and I, but I liked our setting we have made Let's no tell people what we did we we've made no secret of the the fact that 2020 has been a an epic challenge when it comes to travel.
1: It might be, this this year seems to be just hell-bent on crushing anything to do with travel. Yeah. <laughs> so it has been a bit of a challenge as a travel podcast to mm-hmm. bring you
0: travel. And we're happy that you're still hanging in there.
1: We love you guys for doing that.
0: While we look at where we can travel on a limited basis and share with you, and we know that we have gone back to the well as far as uh, Walt Disney World goes.
1: Yes, more times than we actually planned, certainly more than we planned. Mm -hmm. We actually only planned one Disney-themed race Mm -hmm. for the year and Mm -hmm. then maybe their 5K series in the summer Mm -hmm. to, to get a couple of trips up to Disney Springs for some of the stuff in that area. Sure. We've been there a little more than that because of the COVID and because they have reopened some things that are that are there we want to let people know hey if you are looking for travel Mm. here's an option
0: and I think that this week us talking about Epcot is very suitable apropos yeah because it would have been wine and dine weekend true and that's where our running journey started as far as run Disney goes that's where we caught the bug that's an amazing place to run when they have races. Absolutely. Because they do it right.
1: So during this race that we were running virtually, we were doing it at Epcot. Mm-hmm. And we decided to do laps around the World Showcase.
0: The World Showcase where they are. Now they're just, they're wrapping up. We're coming to the end of the taste of the Food and Wine Festival.
1: We are. And this, I, I what I am curious about, is, and I'm not sure if they will be heading into the festival of the holidays. Yes, did yes. you get confirmation? Yes, excellent.
0: Yeah, and they also announced the festival of the arts in the um, January and February months.
1: Very good. So we were doing this virtual that was going on, but we are not featuring the food and taste of the food and wine festival this week. We are, we've, we've done a couple of episodes on that, so we decided to keep this to the restaurant proper, which right. is Splitsville. Right. And it was, it was, it was warm, you know, in the 80s, but it was, you know, partly cloudy, mostly sunny, you know, you know, a, a really nice Florida day, as, mm-hmm. as nice as you can get, you know, when it's still that warm heading into the fall. Yeah. And we decided that our course and strategy was going to be pretty simple, which was basically how quickly could we walk around the food and wine f- or taste of the food and wine festival yeah. around the World Showcase with the people there without being disruptive jerks, you know, throwing elbows and crowds and all that. So Which
0: you didn't do, I didn't do, we didn't no. do.
1: So we decided this was – the timing of this worked out very well where we didn't have a long, long run this week. Yeah. Because most of the time we have two days of speed work Mm -hmm. or short runs. Drills. Drills. Mm -hmm. And then one day of a long run that Jeff Galloway, our coach and, of course –
0: America's coach.
1: Assigns us. So
0: a 5K will do.
1: Sometimes that – and and the the way his training plans work – it's not just a linear progression where every week you're going higher, higher, higher. In the long run, no, it you you basically do intervals of like you'll go up one week, then down the next to three, then up the you know the next week, and then down.
0: It's a steady adaptation, and I like that. There are some plans that just keep building week after week, and I say you do you, whatever training plan works for you with your level of fitness and your goals, because in some training plans where he collaborates with his clients and they say, I want to go for time goal. Mm-hmm. It could look different. It could be not just a 5K. It could be here. You need to do, I don't, um, a half mile times so many right. repeats right. of that half mile. And you need to do, you need to hit this time, then this time, then this time to, to get your speed where it needs to be for a time goal.
1: And he's very gradual Mm -hmm. in the way he does things. And you will, you know, in the course of doing, let's say you decide to do um, Jeff's training and we do the e-coaching with Jeff. Yes. There are weeks where you don't hit your goal. It happens. You know, whether you had bad sleep one night, maybe you were, you you got sick or you just had a bad run. I mean, it it happens. And And
0: I'll be fully transparent and say that right now I am behind on the long run distance. Yeah. But he has seen that, and if you speaking of Disney, when they do the talks at the expo, mm-hmm. he has talked and addressed that specific topic because nobody's training for any race, be it virtual or in person and live, is perfect.
1: Right. I mean, whatever plan you make, uh, what well, they say, the best laid plans change the minute they meet, you know, r- real life. Mm-hmm. So. You know that's that's just the way it is, and you adapt. And you know something comes up at work or family, and the dog agrees. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's what's nice about the flexibility of the run walk run method, and and Jeff's coaching is that it's adaptable uh, to allow for those types of things to come up and happen. And you train around it. You you make adjustments, and you and you move on.
0: His is real life training. Exactly and i know that i can reach out to him this week and i can say you know that last long run i didn't do and i need to retool that and he has actually addressed that on the race weekend at wine and dine he has asked the crowd how many of you have fallen short of the distance of this half marathon or him marathon or whatever the challenge may be. And some people have raised their hands and he says, you are not, it, it is not all over for you. Right. Because you can be the captain of your own ship and adjust your run, walk, run strategy Yeah, now, to be successful.
1: A lot of people don't know, if you're not familiar with Jeff's method, um, Jeff Galloway's information's all over his website at JeffGalloway.com. Oh, yeah. He is one of the few race coaches or running coaches who believes in training a distance further than your target distance. So if you're doing the half marathon, he often gets you to 16 miles.
0: Yeah. Depending on whether you're going for time or not, it could be 14. It could be 16, but just so you're over the threshold. So you go in confident knowing you can do it is the philosophy.
1: And I can say from my own experience and I think you'd agree that when you are hitting by the time you get to the race if you've hit that mileage that he's put out there for you you're going in their race day feeling pretty good and having gas left in the tank Mm -hmm. by the end of the race
0: so I know I need to build up to that because we have some virtual races like the Donna and like the end of the closing in on the end of the Avenger series, as well as Jeff's own virtual half that we may do. Right. That will require me to get that hump, get over that 13.1 half marathon mileage. Mm -hmm. So I know I can go to him and, and we can retool in the time that we have left.
1: Now, I know this This ended up turning into like a discussion of the run, walk, run method and, yeah. and Galloway's running method. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have a link to him in the show sure. notes, too, so that people can check, out, check that out in case you're looking at uh, maybe changing up your training or you're looking for a running coach. He's not a sponsor. He is the person no. we pay money to yep. to get coached. So, it, which is something that has worked for us. We and, believe in it, and we believe in it, and we've seen the results. Mm-hmm. But this particular weekend, we weren't going for time. We didn't have no. to because that's no. the other part of his race strategy that I really like, which is long runs. You don't have to do for time.
0: No, no. And like we said, if it's a um, if it's a speed work type thing instead of a certain distance that you're going to hit, you may have time goals that he discusses mm-hmm. with you. But this this was just. Get the mileage in,
1: yeah, and you know, basically power walking around the world showcase has worse ways to spend an you know an afternoon, right? It is beautiful scenery
0: for us because we can't travel really, right? We just have the luxury of not living too too far away, and we can be around Epcot and feel like we've gone through Germany. France, the UK, Canada. Canada. That's right. Canada.
1: And what's great is as you're going around the world showcase, every couple hundred yards you're in a new a new country.
0: Yeah. And it's so well themed. You just it, it's nice to immerse yourself in some different scenery that way.
1: And the music changes. There's pe there there were people there. And again, everybody right now with the Restrictions, of course, if you're walking around, you have to have a mask on. Mm -hmm. That included us. Mm -hmm. And if you are stopping to eat or drink in your stationery, you can take your mask off. So, you know, social distancing is being practiced and, you know, safety measures are, are in place. So we knocked out our mileage around the World Showcase. And, you know, this particular virtual is just like the others in that They include in your virtual race entry a fantastically themed um, Tyvek race bib. So, nice and strong.
0: I love the colors on this one. The red, the yellow, the blue.
1: Yeah. They went with classic Spider-Man, the the blue and red suit as opposed to the black suit. Although, they went with the black suit on the medal itself. Yes. And... On the metal, you've got this, these, these great red and blue colors, but, and and the the metal itself, instead of having like a, uh, like a stained glass, the, the background of the metal is basically a web with, you know, little cutouts all throughout the, the, the metal itself. And talk about your favorite element of the metal itself.
0: I I, I love Spider-Man on the, on the metal. Because he's a spinner.
1: He is a spinner. He's a
0: spinner. He's hanging upside down in... I don't even know how to describe this
1: It's the classic pose. pose that you've seen him in where he's hanging... Upside down. Upside down, but his feet are together and his knees are sticking out.
0: Yeah. So, and then apparently it's... It's described on Metal Chaser's website as the sixth medal in the series is a finisher medal that features a full cutout spider web with a swing Spider Man charm. So the charm is the spinner. Right. The charm is the spinner. The Spider Man charm features the symbol from the iron iron spider suit designed by Tony Stark.
1: And the iron spider suit is what everybody is familiar with in the last two avengers movies that's mm-hmm. the the nano suit that he wears and it has the the arms that pop out with the mm-hmm. you know the like the extra spider legs basically so that's the iron spider suit
0: it's cool and the little hanging charm is also represented on the bib yes so i i just like the little the spinner
1: Great theming throughout. Yeah. They they also use, the, for the top part of the of the Tyvek bib, it says Friendly Neighborhood Run. It's the old classic Spider-Man title font, which nice. I think is a nice nod to some of the classic uh, Stan Lee era of Spider-Man. Yeah. And then the Metal Chasers Assemble uses the more modern Avengers font. So yeah. it, it's just a nice nod to both the classic and the new. And the metal itself nice and hefty oh yeah beautiful full color i mean you're talking multicolor um this thing is just it's it's as quality as you could ask for for any finisher metal mm-hmm. it's as good as something that disney would have done themselves if they were still doing the superheroes and half do you know speaking
0: weekend. of speaking of metal chasers in disney and the crossover there is um one of our followers who is also in the Be Our Guest podcast Lizards group was registered for the Wine and Dine. Mm-hmm. And she got hers refunded, but she still opted to run the races this weekend virtually at home. And she sought out villains' medals from Metal Chasers.
1: Oh. Yeah. Very cool.
0: Super cool. Super
1: cool. And I know that we've talked about it, but Metal Chasers has announced that next year, 2021, they are going to be doing the companion series to this. So each one of these heroes, mm-hmm. their their main nemesis is going to get a race.
0: Can't wait. That's that's Rhonda Lee. Shout out to Rhonda Lee that did that. And uh, I just love her posts because she posts about the run, the medal she got, and also a beverage she had or two Love afterward it. that are themed to the races.
1: So. And, and her posts uh, often include the recipe. Yeah. So
0: so s- just just wanted to throw that little connection in there and Super. give a shout out to one of the Runcation Nation that we, we also share with the Be Our, Be, Be Our Guest Podcast Lizards. Yeah. It's just awesome. So. Very cool. Yeah. All this running, as you say. Can make us very hungry.
1: It does, and you know, normally when we're running around the world showcase, we would be talking about the food at the world showcase. Shout
0: out to the fish and chips stand. Oh, there, yes, that yeah. reopened. I know recently
1: you can get fish and chips anywhere, but there's just something uh, about eating it there in the uh, UK area of the world showcase that's yes. just so much fun. But no, we decided <laughs> to head over to. Disney Springs Mm. and if you've never been to Disney Springs the best way I could describe it is kind of an outdoor shopping dining and entertainment area that's kind of Uh self-contained and they've got you know nice water features running through it Uh and and it's just it's it's a beautiful remodel or reimagining of the area that used to be called downtown Disney
0: that's right and I just, yes, you can shop there, but for us as the Run, Eat, Drink podcast, I just think it is a mecca of delicious food and beverage options.
1: They really do have a number of chef-driven restaurants there that give you an incredible variety of food Mm. and drink Mm. to choose from and if you're going up there to do one of Disney's races or if you're bringing your own virtual like us there are great places to explore and indulge after your run is completed
0: and like we said at the top of the show we we had Chef Art Smith introduce the show yes and that's because well I mean you know let's face it we Love his food at Homecoming, but he also has a connection to Splitsville.
1: Yes, he is a part of, or Splitsville is part of his restaurant group. And you wouldn't think that when you walk by this two-story, just enormous, fancy bowling alley. You know, you you see it, like, when you walk in, if you walk into that Mm. part of the park, the the bowling alley has, like, a glass wall, and you can see the, the lanes, and you can see the machine that sets up the pins. Yes. And... It's got a nice outdoor bar area with a lot of seating, and they almost always have live music going out there. Yes,
0: that has restarted, and we are so excited about that because the acts, we, we don't even know them, but they are incredible.
1: Yeah, they really do a great job of finding local talent to mm-hmm. play out there at their outdoor bar area. Fantastic. And we got introduced to this place, as far as the food and drink goes, during Disney's bourbon experience at Disney Springs did. And I had no idea because, you know, bowling is one of those things we don't often do. I think we've maybe gone bowling twice in the last 20 years. Maybe, you know, something like that. Yeah. So, and it's not that we dislike it, which just just tends to not be the thing that we gravitate towards. But when you go there and you see that it's just upscale, there's just Mm -hmm. this beautiful, beautiful, uh, the 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 place is beautiful the the mm. seating inside these nice deep red leather banquettes that you can sit at comfortable or, you know beautiful tables and th- they've got awesome artwork on the walls I love it
0: you know how we go down to Key West and outside of Cub- uh, Cuban Coffee Queen
1: There's the
0: mural about, you know, Key West. Mm -hmm. They have that Florida mural inside by a couple of those lanes upstairs. Yeah. That was custom done for them.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say the lanes upstairs? Yeah. Yeah. There are bowling lanes upstairs and downstairs at this place. Take
0: the escalator. Take the elevator. It's up there.
1: And they're family friendly, but they also have a full service restaurant and bar. Bar. So, if you want to go for date night, if you mm-hmm. want to go with a group of friends, mm-hmm. or if you want to, you know, just just go, you know, kill an hour while you know maybe your spouse is off getting a massage or you know, off shopping that, with when friends when that comes back, hopefully, yeah, you, know, you could do that. <laughs> It's just a really cool place, but the and thing I like
0: it. I like it. Like you said, you can you can listen to live music outside. You can bowl with your family and friends, or you can just have a drink at the
1: bar. I and I gave some recommendations to to friends. I want to say last year, and I said, go to Splitsville. You're gonna be shocked at how much you yeah. like that place.
0: Well, two of our listeners and one that we well both both men we've had on the show, Mike Mike Bankhead mm-hmm. and Wendell. Our patron, Wendell, yep. went there. He said that was the first recommendation he took from our show.
1: Yeah.
0: Awesome that we have been able to share it. So we're just incredibly happy they have reopened and returned. And we just want to highlight, we, we highlighted a tower, a tuna tower, when we did our feature with Mike Crave. hmm But I just think their sushi game is so strong.
1: I never would have guessed it. You know, you would expect bar food or even elevated bar food.
0: You know, burgers, pizza, nachos. And they have all that. They do. Excellent stuff. But
1: But then they go, and oh, by (sighs) the way, we are offering a full line of sushi items and we're so confident about it Mm. because there is a very famous restaurant just across the Springs Mm -hmm. from one of, TV's Iron Chefs.
0: Of course. Morimoto. Morimoto, and it's incredible. I would love to meet him.
1: I would, and we have eaten there and we love the food, but the ribs, these, just get the ribs. These guys over here at Splitsville are confident enough in their sushi to say we think that we we think that we can hang. And they do. And they do. So, so. we had Well, we went there with an intent. We (laughs) we were going to get, each of us were going to get an item, but then we decided Mm -hmm. to start with an appetizer too. Yes. And we kept the appetizer in the realm of sushi. Although we almost, we almost went out. We almost went for like nachos. We did. At the recommendation of our waiter. Our
0: waiter was excellent. Shout out to Cody.
1: Cody was awesome.
0: It was hard not to go with his recommendation of the nachos. We have to go back and get them. But, uh, yeah, we started with, uh, dare I say, maybe one of my favorite things in the whole entire meal. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, you didn't tell me this.
0: Well, I think it's Cody's suggestion that put it over the edge.
1: Well, let's, let's hear it.
0: So, we started with the grilled avocado and ahi tuna. It's not on their starters, but we were like, hey, you know, we could do what we want. That's true. And we're going to have we're going to make the grilled avocado and ahi tuna our starter.
1: Well, this is the thing I like about sushi and there may be some listeners out there who are maybe uncomfortable with sushi. They haven't yeah. had it much mm-hmm. or they're like, "Oh, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of weird." I think that, that that stigma is disappearing more and more, mm-hmm. but you know, some people are just uncomfortable with the idea of undercooked or raw Uh, fish items we're going to tell you that these are i think probably more friendly to new sushi eaters the things we're going to talk about today yeah so if you're willing to be a little bit adventurous Trust us and and check these out.
0: And if you're not, just know that their whole entire menu is full of other things that you can have. Oh, yeah. That we have covered on the show that you can go back to runnydrink.net and search for, like the Southern
1: Goddess Salad or the
0: Grilled Salmon with the Mango Chutney. Exactly. Just FYI, anyway.
1: But today's episode is about (laughs) the sushi. Yes. So, yeah, this Grilled Avocado and Ahi Tuna, tell us about it.
0: Well, the description on the menu... A halved avocado is grilled and filled with a generous portion of seared ahi tuna tossed in a spicy kimchi ponzu sauce, topped with scallions and spicy mayo, and served with sushi rice and crispy wonton chips.
1: So let's break this down a little bit, because Mm. they take an avocado, a pretty good-sized Haas avocado, Mm. and cut it in half, take the pit out. And they throw it on a grill.
0: Yeah. I don't Face think for, down. for too long. And I think that they choose the avocado at just the right point in ripeness or slightly under ripe.
1: I think you're right. Because if you went super ripe, like guacamole ripe.
0: It wouldn't hold up to this. No.
1: They don't put it on there too long. But no. they do it just long enough that you get a little flavor of... The char—it's
0: like a kiss, yeah, just a gentle kiss,
1: just a a little almost of um, the grill scented, yes, yeah. A generous portion of seared ahi tuna—that is an understatement.
0: I mean, it's massive. They're they're cubes. They're cubes. They cube it up, and it's meant. It it kind of fits perfectly in the avocado,
1: and then overflows.
0: Yeah, it's like a mound. It's like a mound. Yeah, and the avocado is scored after it's grilled so that you can take pieces and create the perfect bite as we like to often do.
1: Mm-hmm. Ah. The spicy kimchi ponzu sauce. So ponzu oh. is kind of like a, like a citrusy Citrus soy, soy kind of thing. Mm. What they do with the kimchi, which is that... Where sushi tends to be I mean predominantly of course it's Japanese kimchi is a is a Korean mm. delicacy mm. and that is spicy fermented cabbage or basically you know Korean sauerkraut basically mm-hmm. but it tends to be pretty spicy
0: but I don't think that this is overwhelmingly spicy. I think this is just enough. To create the layers of flavor and spice.
1: Gives you a good tartness and a little tingle.
0: Mm-hmm. Because the citrus part of the ponzu is just... And then the kimchi, it's it's not like um, a chunky sauce. It's a smooth
1: no, I sauce. No, I think what they do is they probably take the spicy kimchi. They probably pour... Or dump that in some ponzu and let it steep, and mm. then they sift it out. Yeah, you're you're not getting any of the of the chunks of cabbage. Kind of that.
0: like a washed ponzu. Yeah, type e- sauce. Exactly. Yeah. So, it, and, and the scallions just give it a fresh crunch.
1: The spicy mayo. Mm. I I would make this spicy mayo and and eat it on just about anything. It's probably oh, yeah. pretty simple. You know, mm-hmm. it's a little combination of of you know. Hot sauce, so they probably use something like a, uh, like a rooster sauce or a, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Asian hot sauce. Sriracha? Sriracha, thank you. And, um, you know. I a, got a, it. And mayonnaise. And then they drizzle that. And then you were commenting on what you thought was cool about the way they use the sushi rice.
0: Yeah, because it's... It's laid down on the plate and then the avocado is set on it and I think it's a nice anchor. So I think you can attack this in one of two ways. You can use that rice as an anchor to kind of scoop out the perfect bite in it or you can Dump the whole avocado on top of the rice.
1: Scoop out the avocado. Yeah,
0: and then just create and then just have kind of a nacho experience, if you will, with the wonton chips. But we can't forget Cody's recommendation.
1: Right. So we got the the base is what we just described. Mm-hmm. And then Cody says, hey, have you guys ever tried it with the spicy crab made on top of it? Uh. And we're like, what? What? Is that instead of the tuna? He's like, no, no, no. no. That's in addition to, we just take some of the filling from our volcano roll, which is the imitation crab meat that's tossed in the in the the spicy mayo. Mm-hmm. And we put oh. that right on top.
0: Oh, oh. He goes,
1: he goes, trust me, you're going to want this. And we said, okay.
0: Oh, so it's in the episode artwork. You can see it. It's. The presentation
1: was gorgeous. Oh,
0: God. It's. I just, at, at, I started eating it, kind of trying to scoop out, but then I was like, no, 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 my crave has it right. You you dump. You dump it. And scoop out and, and mix together and then just enjoy with the wonton chips. Oh.
1: Yeah. If I had to say that I had any critique of this dish at all is that it, you end up running out of it. Running it, it, out of. Of, yeah, well, all of it whole, or the wonton chips? Well, uh, truthfully, the the one thing, tell tell the waiter, bring me extra wonton chips. That's what I would say. This is a rare, well, this is a rare thing, though. This is the time where you get so much of the, f- of the main attraction. Oh, yeah. There's not enough chips uh, on the initial presentation. So have them bring you some extra wonton chips. You will not regret it. And you're going, this is a great item to split as an appetizer. Mm-hmm. Or if you did this yourself... This would be a great um, entree for one person.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, my. I think that you would just, if you walk away and you're still hungry, that it's crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But that's how we started the meal. We went next to a a specialty sushi roll that they do called the Super Tuna. I mean, it's a superhero themed weekend, so you got to get the Super Tuna, right? I see where you're going there. This is ahi tuna, <laughs> tempura oh, shrimp, oh. cream cheese, topped with seared ahi, avocado, eel sauce, tempura flakes, spicy mayo, and sriracha.
0: That's right. You heard it right. There's ahi in the roll and on top of it.
1: And this is, I think, one of the friendliest rolls you can get for mm-hmm. somebody who's new to sushi who yeah. is maybe not super adventurous but they're maybe willing to try a little something that's not not uh, too cooked.
0: Yeah. And so. I think, you know, if we're talking about that, we had the super tuna because we know we love ahi tuna. You could step down to the volcano roll on their menu and just have the tempura shrimp. Yes. And cream cheese and avocado and that crab mix and everything is just... That's a nice little entry point. Absolutely. And then this is just like the step up that makes it super. Yes.
1: And also takes you into a different realm of sushi. Yeah. And I think that ahi tuna is very... Is probably one of the more approachable fish. Mm -hmm. When you're talking about starting your... Starting to learn and appreciate sushi. Yeah. And it's also a great fish that I think... When you are talking about tuna, your texture completely changes as you cook it. Yeah. And your flavor changes as you cook it.
0: I would say the texture is smooth as it is just slightly seared or raw. Mm -hmm. And then as you cook it, then it becomes more flaky, almost approaching tuna salad before it's mixed consistency. Yeah.
1: Agree completely. Mm -hmm. So let's break this one down a little bit. So this roll, of course, it's a, it's a rice roll. So you got, you know, your rice base. They lay out ahi tuna inside, mm. tempura shrimp, or f- basically fried shrimp with a, oh. a very light tempura batter. So good. And cream cheese. That makes up the inside of the roll. And they roll that up, mm. and that's got a nice uh, nori or seaweed yeah, wrapper. Yeah, bla- it's the black one. And then they top this with more of the tuna, so that but that tuna is very quickly seared, just, just enough to give it a little bit of color. and then slices of avocado. Mm. And then you get this double drizzle. So you get this drizzle of eel sauce, which is a, a sticky, dark soy kind of sweet soy sauce uh, as, a, um, as a sweet component. They drizzle that. They drizzle mm. the spicy mayo on it, so you get the little creamy heat thing going on. Oh my! And then all along the top of the roll, you know, you know, if have you ever gone to, I'm gonna. Okay. Oh my
0: God! You're gonna date yourself, and I know exactly where you're going.
1: Have you ever gone to Long, Long John, John Silvers? Silver's? You know that when you were a kid, if you were getting like the <laughs> little basket, like the little crunchies in the bottom of the basket.
0: Oh, I loved those. Yeah. Oh! Well, it reminds me of that, but it's flakier. It's flakier, mm-hmm.
1: but that they use the tempura flakes, which is just basically the tempura batter flakes that you know are kind of left er, left over in the in the fryer, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. just they just coat the entire top of the roll with that, so you Aww. get this crunchy component. So you've got you've got you know creamy and tart with the with the um, sour cream. You've got the amazing high quality ahi tuna and the the fried shrimp you've got sweet spicy crunchy
0: creamy
1: creamy going on this thing hits every note Mm. and it's beautiful i mean when you look at the episode artwork it's a gorgeous it's beautiful gorgeous piece
0: well i just oh god i i i I loved the grilled avocado and ahi tuna, but this super tuna—it's—it's
1: it's the fried shrimp, isn't it? Yeah,
0: it is. <laughs> it is. I think so. It—it's a superhero of a roll.
1: But there is one more. One thing. more. One more. Let's talk about the uh, third and final <laughs> offering that we had from Splitsville.
0: Well, I mean, it's a superhero themed kind of episode, and we're still in fantasy. Yes, getting the fantasy role. It's beautiful. It's also in the episode artwork. It is in it. It is served in a circle on the plate and topped with shrimp. It says it's a on the website and in the menu. It says a sushi's a sushi dream come true. Fresh salmon. Cucumber and avocado are rolled in soy paper and topped with steamed shrimp and ahi tuna drizzled with spicy kimchi ponzu sauce. So it's that spicy kimchi ponzu sauce again. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's three different, you, you have the salmon, you have the shrimp, you have the ahi tuna, but you also have above and beyond the creamy avocado you have the cucumber that adds a completely different dimension.
1: Yeah. The cucumber, I think adds a freshness mm-hmm. to this role that the others, a brightness. Uh, yeah. And, and not to say that the others are, you know, don't taste great. They, they do. do, but this, there's just something very different about that extra, like fresh, bright crunch, crunch the, the green flavor. Mm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. You know, um, it's a different texture because this uses the soy paper instead of the seaweed wrapper.
0: True enough. Seaweed so,
1: gives it a little bit of a saltiness and a little bit of a brininess, mm-hmm. and the soy paper is more neutral.
0: More neutral, yeah. You don't get as much of that seafood essence. No,
1: from that paper. And you know what? I I think the winner of this roll of this is for me. Mm. I love the steamed shrimp.
0: There's it's so good.
1: The way they cut them, they 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 basically butterfly these things out to their flat mm-hmm. and they steam them just enough so that they're they're no no longer uh, translucent. Mm-hmm. So they're just cooked but they don't they haven't firmed up.
0: Yeah. They they haven't seized up. They don't roll up. It's mm-hmm. not it it is just the right kind of consistency and right kind of thickness so that when you eat the roll, you get that kind of firmer texture from the shrimp Mm -hmm.
1: and it's the perfect bite that doesn't fall apart. It is. And they, like you said, they serve this in a circle. So this is basically Mm -hmm. like a, like a sushi donut kind of (laughs) look. And then it has a little tossed salad in the middle, like a mixed green salad. That's got some of the ponzu and a little bit of the spicy mayo. Yeah. Did you have a favorite? I can tell you mine.
0: I think the grilled avocado and ahi tuna.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. I I just (sighs) really liked it. I mean, they're all, all three are fantastic. They are. But that, hard uh, to choose. That addition, thanks to Cody. Yeah. Of the spicy crab on top of that. And it was
0: different than we had it the first time when we had it with Mike. Mm. And he kind of broke it down that it was just because of that addition. Yeah. Just something, a new twist on a favorite from days past on our podcast.
1: So we're going to have a link to Splitsville in our show notes. They have several locations, not just in Orlando, but they also have a location in Uh Tampa, Miami, Anaheim, California, Mm -hmm. uh, Foxborough, Massachusetts.
0: I would guess. and uh, I've never been there.
1: Yeah, so check them out. Uh And if you are looking at coming down to the Orlando area anytime soon, we cannot recommend this location and their food game highly enough.
0: It's a fun environment, fantastic food. Just go and let us know so we can join you.
1: But before we go on and talk about the amazing cocktails that they have at Splitsville, we do want to take a moment to say thank you to all of you who have signed up to become patrons of the show. Many of you have seen us at races and have said to us you wanted to support us, and that's what prompted us to start our Patreon. If you head over to patreon.com slash podcast, we introduce three levels of monthly support, $2, dollars $5 or $10. And each of those levels have their own special perks.
0: Our show will always be free, but if you're looking for a way to support the show, because you want to see more behind the scenes and bonus content, go to patreon.com slash drink podcast. You will see, I just put up a couple of new videos from Disney for our patrons and you, you will see Dana's, behind-the-scenes series that he's doing.
1: I'm a little bit behind on that, but I'm catching up this week.
0: Yeah. So we we just can't thank our patrons enough. This is a passion project. We're hoping to be able to do more and more thanks to your support.
1: And if you are in the Podbean app, just go to the top of our podcast page, click on Become a Patron. If You can stay right in the Podbean ecosystem. You don't have to go over to Patreon no. if you don't want to. All the same levels are there. All the same perks are there for you. We just cannot thank you enough for your support.
0: Splitsville has an amazing cocktail game, like you said at the top of the show.
1: You you said their cocktail game is strong. It is strong. And the cocktails themselves might be strong too.
0: Yes, they are. I think Cody for the win here again. Because I I wasn't sure. When we did the bourbon experience at Disney Springs... I was introduced to the fabulous bourbon-based beverages at Splitsville. And I just, he said, you have to try the swamp water because it's something that I haven't seen on a menu in any other place. And I i, I honestly haven't either.
1: And you specifically said, I want something that's unique to mm-hmm. Splitsville.
0: So it, it may be elsewhere. I've never seen it. Swamp water is a frozen drink. It is 151 rum, grain alcohol, blue raspberry, and lemonade. Served with a cherry, and it is a frozen drink that is the color of the swamp. Hence the name. Yeah. But the flavor, it's cold, it's refreshing on a Florida day. The flavor is sweet and tart, and not really alcoholic. You cannot really get a whole lot of a boozy quality from this.
1: Yeah, you let me taste this, and I was like, wow, this Mm -hmm. thing's dangerous. Knowing what's in it, the 151 rum, so you're talking 75.5% alcohol by volume rum, grain alcohol, which is pushing 100%, um, the blue raspberry is probably like a blue curacao would be my guess. Mm. Uh, so that might have a little bit in there, and uh, lemonade. I mm. mean, the lemonade's not not anything to worry about. But no. yeah, the flavor was super smooth. Yeah, the it was like a grown up. It
0: was just yeah
1: raspberry lemonade.
0: Yeah, almost the consistency of a slurpee. Yeah. Or an icy, Mm -hmm. very smooth, and very refreshing. And I, you can top it off with a floater of even more 151 (laughs) if you want to. (laughs) I did not because I wanted to have it in its purest form to see how it was. It it could sneak up on you. So I would say if you're going to have this or a few of these, make sure that you use bus transportation, Uber, Lyft, or a designated driver.
1: Yeah. And even with all of the measures in place for the pandemic, they have designated locations for drop off and pickup for rideshare. Mm-hmm. And all of the resort bus transportation is still operational. Yeah. As well.
0: And if you are the designated driver, they have ICs for you. They
1: do. It's
0: awesome. <laughs> so I'm just saying it's a piece of my childhood that I love. And the swamp water, I would get it again. I liked the unique spin.
1: Yeah, you don't often go with frozen drinks. No. That's that's kind of uncommon for you.
0: Yeah. What did you
1: have, Sir Tell? Well, you know, us we, about it. We got introduced to their to their cocktail game during their participation in the Bourbon Experience at Disney Springs, uh-huh. and I just kind of went back to the well. I wanted to try again something that's classic that I think speaks a lot to the quality of the bar. Nothing wrong with that. And I wanted to go with how... I want to see how well they prepared a simple, old-fashioned. Yeah. And they choose Old Forester Signature 100 Proof Bourbon, Love. which is a favorite of mine. We have actually toured the Old Forester Distillery. It's a great place. And... Their signature one hundred is a very smooth, but <gasps> a little bit on the potent side, being yeah. that it tops out at fifty percent alcohol by volume. Oof. And their their recipe is classic. They do the the bourbon, uh. simple syrup, bitters, and they use like a Luxardo cherry. That's the dark, dark, fancy cherry, Sweet. and a and a light orange twist. The this drink was. Perfectly balanced. Mm. It did have a little bit of a sweetness to it because of the simple syrup.
0: But I don't think overly sweet.
1: Not overly sweet. When you let me try it. And Old Forester is a stronger flavored bourbon. Mm-hmm. So this sure. one stands up. To, uh, and the reason I like this bourbon when you're looking at choosing maybe one to have stock in your bar at home is uh. you want. When you're doing any kind of a of a mixed cocktail, mm. you want to have a bourbon whose flavor profile is going to cut through somewhat and not gonna be overpowered by any of your mixers.
0: An enjoyable flavor.
1: Yeah, like a a a more muted weeded bourbon would not be a great choice for an old fashioned. So right. you know, something like an old forest or something like a buffalo trace, I think is a is a mm-hmm. really good option there for mixing yeah and they did a great job here the the color was perfect the presentation was a a Mm. a really nice um, rocks glass that had kind of a flared lip to it yeah Um, just everything was was great about this presentation of an old-fashioned and I was very very pleased with what I got
0: it's easy. It could be easy as busy as they are there because they were quite busy. They were. They were rocking and rolling when we were in there, and I. But still, staying safe, following all the protocols. I think when you when you get into a busier time, it could be easy to be heavier handed with simple syrup, and make the mix overly sweet yes so that you don't pick up on the bitters the orange the the taste of the bourbon but this every time we've had a bourbon-based beverage from there has been just perfectly balanced
1: yeah so again not something you would expect from a bowling alley no so it's one of those things you have got to try this place out it is not what you would expect And if you are looking for a great night out, Mm. date night, family night, night out with friends, and you're heading to the Disney Springs area, let Splitsville be one of those places that's top of mind for you. You're going to have a blast there. You're going to have a great meal and a fantastic cocktail.
0: Well, sadly, we have reached the end of another great episode.
1: We are super thankful that you guys stuck it out with us for yet another episode. We do have more running, eating, and drinking to do next week. And Mm -hmm. I believe for the next few weeks, we're going to be finishing out the Avengers, or I'm sorry, the Metal Chasers Assemble series. Yeah. We also have a pretty cool race coming up, saluting our military.
0: Because this week. After this show drops, it is Veterans Day. It is. So a special thank you to all veterans and their families.
1: And we're going to be doing and featuring the U.S. Army 10-Miler virtual. Yeah. In next week's episode. And a special food item. Can't wait. That is.
0: I'm a little afraid.
1: Going to be. special for our veterans that's
0: all you're gonna say that's is all i'm gonna that say it's special right nothing else
1: that's it. so you have
0: to tune in next week to find out yeah
1: we would appreciate it if you guys would head <laughs> over to apple podcast this week and give us a rating and review if you love what we do help others find us too
0: and if you want more, please consider supporting the show and getting bonus content by becoming a patron. Find out more and support us at patreon.com slash runnydrinkpodcast. Or if you're a Podbean user, like we've said before, right in the Podbean player. You can tap the button at the top and become a patron either place. It's the exact same thing features the exact same levels the exact same bonus content and we can't thank you all enough for supporting the runny drink podcast
1: that does it for this week thank you for joining us on your long run your commute to work around the house or wherever you are
0: i'm your host amy
1: and i'm your co-host dana
0: stay safe and well and we will talk to you really soon